Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, hearing aids are now available to purchase over-the-counter in the United States of America for people 18 years or older with mild to moderate hearing loss. Hearing aids are now available over the counter. I just wanted to help out a little bit. Uh, the The over the counter hearing aids will be air conduction aids worn inside or behind the ear while moving sound down the ear canal and have some limits to help reduce further hearing loss. An estimated 37.5 million Americans older than 18 have some level of hearing loss, and 28.8 million could benefit from hearing aids. Hearing aids traditionally cost about uh, between $1,000 and $4,000 per ear and are not typically covered by Medicare or insurance. The -the over-the-counter hearing aids are expected to be available at a fraction of the cost. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, if you you need hearing aids, if you need hearing aids, they're available over-the-counter right now. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Last week, we talked about the missing men in Oak Mulgee, Oklahoma, under the auspices of Coast to Coast AM. This is Oak Mulgee on Coast to Coast AM with Jeff Fisher. <laughs> So anyway, the uh, four men that uh, went missing, the four missing men, uh, were found. And amazingly, they were dead. Amazing! I know, they were they were missing. Now, nobody uh, knows what happened or what where they went. But they found them in a river, in the Okmulgee River. Uh, someone was looking down at the river and said, Hey... Uh, that, that looks like something weird down there, like body parts. And it was, it was dismembered body parts. And that's why it took a few days to, uh, you know, identify them. Apparently, uh, all the victims, all four men died from gunshot wounds before they were cut up and dumped into the river, the deep fork river in Oklahoma. So we don't know what happened to them. We know that they had a cell phone that pinged at this salvage yard, but nothing was found when they searched the salvage yard. Now, they claim that a property next door to the salvage yard, uh, there was evidence of a violent event. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, and the owner of the Okmulgee salvage yard is now missing. And he is considered a person of interest in the case. Oh, okay. Uh, no problem. Uh, we don't know uh, what happened to the bicycles. They have not been found yet. 
So we don't know exactly what happened to these men. Now, we do know that we believe anyway that uh, the four men, uh, Mark Chastain, Billy Chastain, Mike Sparks, and Alex Steven, after they were reported missing, uh, they claim that uh, they had said to someone that they were going to commit some type of criminal act. And they don't know what that criminal act was. They said that someone, one of their friends, had been invited to join them. And the line that they used was, hit a lick big enough for all of them. (laughs) Oh, well, you're guilty. Guilty right away. If you say someone, hey, you want to come with us? We're going to hit a lick big enough for all of them, for all of us. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess, you know, hey, that's common terminology for engaging in some type of criminal behavior. Thank you, police officers. We appreciate it. So uh, anyway, this that's where we're at in the Okmulgee investigation. And that's where I, you know, I'm, I'm considering doing a complete podcast, uh, Okmulgee missing murdered and dismembered or maybe okamulgi missing dismembered murder or maybe we just get rid of the dismembered okamulgi missing and murdered okamulgi has uh you know an interesting past an interesting history it is uh 38 miles south of tulsa and it says in their description that Oak Mulgee is part of the Tulsa metropolitan area. Okay. I don't really think of Tulsa, Oklahoma as having a metropolitan area, but sure, you got me. Fine. I'm okay with that. No problem. It is. Uh, it has been the capital of the uh, Muscogee Creek Nation since 1868, founded uh, following the Civil War. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's, it has an interesting history. Oak Mulgee. And if I hold up my left hand uh, to be Oklahoma, Oak Mulgee is right there. So you can see where it's at there, just a little bit south of Tulsa on the old map. <laughs> so it's a beautiful city. Uh, sounds like it's a beautiful city. Has a population of, you know, a little over 11,000 people. Well, uh, holy cow, it's got uh, four less. So. Total population should be 11,318 now and not 22, but, uh, and maybe 17 because we don't know what happened to the salvage yard guy. Now, all jokes aside, it's horrific, right? We have these four men that we now are, you know, guessing that, uh, you know, they were going to be involved in some sort of crime because they, according to investigators, they uh, had asked someone to join them to hit a lick big enough for all of them. Uh, the police detectives have said that uh, they have not recovered any bicycles nor a gun used in the killings. Uh, one detective said he's worked murders involving multiple victims, uh, dismemberments, but this case involves the highest number of victims, and it's a very violent event. And it, uh, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing. So they will have to wait and find out if anything comes of these uh, murders in Oak Mulgee. And I guess, you know, I guess we could call it the Oak Mulgee murders, but I kind of like the idea of uh, the podcast just being Oak Mulgee 
missing and murdered. Found in the Deep Fork River in the city Okmulgee, meaning boiling waters. This is Coast to Coast AM. Or this is Chewing the Fat Murder. Okmulgee, missing and murdered. I mean, I am fascinated by it. There's no doubt about it. It's an interesting case because these four men known to be friends and just go out for their usual bike ride and then are, you know, missing. And now we find them uh, murdered and they are dismembered and tossed in the river. And we don't know why we found where they possibly could have been murdered next to the last place where one of the cell phones pinged. But we don't know that for sure. And the guy at the salvage yard where the last phone was pinged, uh, you know, is missing. So, I mean, he could be dead as well. Uh, and you know, we may never find out what happened to the four men and maybe five uh, in uh, Okmulgee, Oklahoma. So, it's a fascinating case. And I don't know about the Deep Fork River that they were tossed into, but I, you know, whether the level was low or not. But I see where water levels on the Mississippi River are now approaching the lowest levels in 30 years, creating traffic jams, uh, jacking up shipping prices, threatening jobs. Holy cow. I mean, that's a critical trade route in the United States. Uh, you know, I, I know there's been no rain. So uh, they've received, it in one place along the Mississippi River, uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, uh, has received less than one inch of rain since September 1st. So, I mean, that makes transportation on the river, if not impossible, very difficult. Uh, they have, they claim 2,000 barges are backed up along the Mississippi because certain points were closed. Wow. I mean, they call the Mississippi River the lubricant of the American commercial engine. Yeah, uh, no kidding. I mean, it accounts for 92% of U.S. agricultural exports and 78% of global exports of soybeans and feed grains. Wow. So when the river was closed at least three times during the Great Plains drought of 2012, and who doesn't talk about the Great Plains drought of 2012, uh, they claim that the U.S. economy suffered $35 billion in losses. So if times weren't hard enough, we're now losing uh, the lubricant of the American commercial engine. So, I mean, we're, well, I mean, you've got Lake Mead drying up in the Southwest. We, have you seen pictures of the Rhine River in Europe? I mean, that is drying up. Water levels are threatening the economy all over the world. So, holy cow. I don't know if we're going to find any bodies turning up in the Mississippi River. We've got them showing up in Lake Mead, and we obviously have them showing up in the Deep Fork uh, River in, in uh, Okmulgee, Oklahoma. So we might find some bodies. Uh, you never know what might turn up in the lubricant of the American commercial engine. <laughs> All right, let's go to the break room. I need. It's not funny. It's definitely not funny. Uh, pray for some rain. Uh, pray for water levels to come up. We definitely need water levels a lot higher all over the country and the world for that matter. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, maybe some cold water? No, not right now. Hey, 
So yesterday I talked about uh, Ye making news and apparently it's a done deal. He's agreed to purchase social media platform Parler. They have not announced how much he's paying for it. Uh, you know, I know he was restricted on Instagram and Twitter, so he's pissed and he's going to buy Parler, which was founded in 2018. Remember Parler, I mean, what they did to Parler was darn near criminal. Uh, just you know, that was on fire and then, uh, they found a way to, you know, shut them down, down, darn near. So I guess the company, the company re received like 56 million in recent funding. Okay. And it estimates that its monthly active users are roughly 700,000. Okay. I mean, if that's true, I mean, Twitter and Facebook have, I don't know. 450 million, 3 billion users, whatever the case is, uh, whatever they tell you that, that they have. <laughs> I mean, yay is worth what? 2 billion now. Uh, I know times are looking a little tough for yay. Uh, you know, he's, uh, his partnerships with some of those big companies are starting to, uh, wobble a little bit. So, uh, you know, yay may wobble, but is he going to fall down? I don't know. He may be just like a weeble. I don't know that. I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> you know, and one of the news things that Ye is in the news for that I didn't even touch on yesterday, the family of George Floyd is considering a lawsuit against Ye. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, they are not happy with Ye claiming that uh, George died from an overdose. Okay, so now because he claimed that on some podcast, uh, we're going to, we're going to sue him or at least they were, you know, that's the news that was reported. We're considering a lawsuit against yay. Uh, he said on a podcast that the drink champs podcast, and if yay wants to come on chewing the fat, I'm here for you. All right. Yay. Let's, let's see if you're going to be a weeble and, and fall down. Or if you're not, you know, maybe you're just a, you know, maybe yay is like a weeble and only wobbles, but never falls down anyway he said he called on this uh, on this podcast that uh, the greatest lie ever sold george floyd and the rise of blm wow okay all right and so you know all right i know that they you know we've we've convicted a police officer uh, in his murder so and apparently uh yay uh believes that uh <laughs> Uh, what's the guy, Derek Chauvin, right? Is the police officer who had his knee on Floyd's neck, uh, claims, yay claims, not me. Yay claims that Floyd died of, with the fentanyl. Uh, if you look, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. <laughs> okay. And he said he screamed for his mama. Mama was his girlfriend. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So they claim that, uh, uh, the County medical examiner ruled Floyd's death, a homicide caused by cardiopulmonary arrest complicated by restraint and neck compression while being subdued by police. So, but, uh, you know, Hey, you can't have your own opinions anymore about anything. So we'll see uh, a, a lawsuit from the Floyd's family against Ye would be fun. I don't want that to happen necessarily, but it would be fun to watch. 
Speaking of a trial that I really um, I should be interested in more than I am, the uh, governor Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer trial. The uh, you know that trial is going on, and the three men accused of plotting to kidnap her. Uh, you know I should be more I should be more concerned about that trial. Just that's just me, but I'm not because I don't believe that it's actually true. I believe that it was a setup, but that's just me, and we'll see what the trial says. But what's fascinating about that trial? They just uh, dismissed a juror, an unnamed woman who apparently was uh, looking to do a little business with one of the defendants. <laughs> she would flirt and wink at the juror. <laughs> uh, so I guess this one of the defendants, Paul Beller, uh, said that uh, he was flirting with her during the trial. And they were making eyes at each other, and he would wink at her, and... The juror would smile back and he even pumped his fists at her. And just so the judge was like, um, yeah, you know what? Um, we're just going to go ahead and dismiss it. I'll dismiss you out. Okay. I guess it just didn't happen one day. It happened over multiple days. Uh, the judge said, Hey, I've decided it's safer to err on the side of caution. Uh, I've never seen this uh, behavior in 35 years of practicing law. So, Okay. Uh, she's out. Have a nice day. Now we have news that an illness has caused the trial to be, well, paused because one of the defense attorneys fell ill. Now they said it's going to, you know, resume later in the week, but okay. So I, I'll just say that this trial is becoming something that I want to care about just because of the side view. But uh, do I believe that these men, I think these men were set up by outside forces. And, uh, I, you know, who knows if that's actually going to be proven or not. And there's a few other cases still going on around the country as well. You've got the Harvey Weinstein case still going on in L.A. Apparently, Ashley Judd and uh, what's-his-face is going to testify. Mel Gibson. And we don't know. I still haven't got an answer on what happened to Harvey Weinstein's teeth. So I'm going to find that out <laughs> to talk about that. We have uh, Elizabeth Holmes uh, is looking to bid for a new trial. Doubt that's going to happen. We have Kevin Spacey claiming uh, in court that his publicist made him apologize to the alleged victim. And he never would have done that had his he didn't heed to what his publicist has said. And then he gave some rambling story about his dad being a Nazi and how he had to hide being gay from his family. So we'll see if that pays off. And then I see a story just breaking as we're recording Chewing the Fat that a French cement company, Lafarge SA, is paying a financial penalty of nearly $778 million dollars they're pleading guilty to U.S. federal count of conspiring to provide material support to ISIS and other terrorist and another terrorist organization. So apparently, this has uh, they've done a deal with the U.S. Justice Department. The company pleaded guilty in a Brooklyn federal court. Uh, they've accepted responsibility for the actions of individual executives involved whose behavior was in flagrant violation of Lafarge's code of conduct, 
We deeply regret that this conduct occurred and have worked with the U.S. Department of Justice to resolve the matter. Okay. So I guess there was an internal investigation several years ago, and now the U.S., you know, obviously the Justice Department got involved. And you know what would make it better and make everybody happy? $778 million. I will say that uh, I don't know if this makes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> makes me happy that we had this French company, uh, you know, aiding uh, ISIS and uh, another terrorist organization. But I will say that uh, $778 million would make me happier. Now, it doesn't have to be a total of $778 million. Let's say it's uh, winning the Powerball uh, tomorrow night. For those of you listening live, today is the 18th of October, 2022. And on a Wednesday, the 19th of October, 2022, Powerball drawing is worth right now $508 million with a cash payout of $256.3 million. That also would make me happier. So I'm reading this story about James Corden, the late night TV host, who's, uh, you know, he's been a, James is a pretty big star these days, and he has been banned from this NYC restaurant because he's been labeled most abusive customer ever. So he went to this restaurant uh, who was run and owned by famed restaurateur Keith McNally, who, I mean, who doesn't know Keith McNally as a famed restaurateur. And uh, McNally took to social media, blasting the host of The Late Late Show. He's a tiny cretin of a man <laughs> who's been 86 as a customer of his restaurant. Okay. Now, uh, he's out. Have a nice day. Now, James Corden is reportedly a terror and one of the least liked persons in Hollywood. Really? Now famed restaurateur Keith McNally has banned Corden from all of his many restaurants for ongoing abusive behavior to his staffs. Oh, and you know, let's not forget that he's a tiny cretin of a man. <laughs> so apparently he was at uh, the one restaurant and after eating his main course, he showed a hair to the manager who took care of it. And Corden was extremely nasty to, uh, to the waiter. And then the second report came from Corden uh, hollering at the people. His wife ordered an egg yolk, an egg yolk omelet with uh, Gruyere cheese and salad. A few minutes after they received the food, James called their server over and told her there was a little bit of egg white mixed with the egg yolk. How dare you? (laughs) The kitchen remade the dish, but unfortunately sent it home fries instead of a salad. So the second time they made it, they sent it with home fries instead of salad. Oh my gosh. Don't do that to James Corden. He began yelling like crazy to the server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. Maybe you should, James. Maybe you should just stay home and cook your wife her egg yolk omelet yourself. But uh, they became apologetic and they returned the dish and I guess everything was fine after that. And I guess he said he gave them promo champagne glasses to smooth the things out. Well, and that's special. And that's special. 
Yes, it is. Well, now I guess he's not being banned anymore. Uh, I guess Corden called him up. Keith McNally just posted on his social media account. Uh, you know, having effed up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances. So if James Corden lets me host his late, late show for nine months, I'll immediately rescind this ban. And so, of, no, of course not. Uh, but anyone uh, magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me and my staff doesn't deserve to be banned from anywhere. Oh, that's so special. So I guess he isn't a tiny cretin of a man anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. You got it. No problem. What I what fascinated me, another thing about that story, and this is, you know, I know it's just me, but uh, he talked about him being 86. And I thought, well, you know, 86, that means, you know, you're done, right? You, you can't, you get 86, you're kicked out. But I wonder where that started. Because I'm like, okay, well, 86th, uh, you know, where did that phrase come from? Uh, I know it's just me being some sort of weirdo. But I guess that uh, w- there's several stories about where 86th came from, right? And so apparently there was a restaurant in Greenwich Village located at 86 Bedford Street, and it had no address on the door, and customers would 86 themselves in the event of trouble. Okay, so I guess there was multiple entrances and exits, and people during the day, people would come in to be arrested, and they would just leave, so they would 86 themselves because they were at the restaurant with no address on the board, on the door, right? Okay, so uh, there's plenty of other stories about how people started using the term 86th, right? The United States has a, uh, apparently the military has a uniform code of military justice that has an article 86, absence with leave, without leave, A-W-O-L. And so they think, you know, that's part of 86. Okay. Uh, this one talks about uh, military shorthand. Uh, Rody Rory Phones had a T on the 8 key and the O on the 6 key. So to throw out T-O, something was to 86 it. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Originally, I guess, uh, was a bartender's term. Alcohol in the Old West was 100 proof. When a patron would get too drunk, the barkeep would serve him a less potent 86 proof liquor, thereby 86ing him. The term may come from the old 86, a popular shaving powder in the old days. A pinch of that in a rowdy cowboy's drink apparently would have him heading for the door. Okay. <laughs> then there's the restaurant story. And apparently uh, there's a local code in New York, code 86, that made it a crime for bartenders to serve drunken patrons. So the bartenders will tell, would tell such patrons, sorry, they've been 86 Okay. Uh, One of the elevated trains in New York terminated at 86th Street, at which point the conductor would toss out any drunks who had passed out on board. The conductors began calling them 86s. Some say it started in the 86th Precinct in New York City Police Department. Apparently, officers in other precincts, when they screwed up a bunch, they would send them to the 86th. So they'd been 86th. Uh, then there's the story about Delmonico's restaurant in New York City again, 
where number 86 on their menu was a steak and that was the most popular menu and it was often sold out. So the term morphed into uh, shorthand for being out of any item. No, we 86, that's 86 today. All right. So, <laughs> uh, then there's, I guess, a uh, filmmaker's term. Light filters are categorized, uh, categorized by number. The darkest filter being number 85. The mythical 86 filter would therefore be totally dark and completely negate the image being photographed 86 it. Okay. And I like the uh, 86 uh, inches that claim that uh, the standard depth of a grave in the United States is 86 inches. So if you 86 something, that's to bury it. And they're probably dead. Right? So he's been 86. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of theories about being 86th. So the one thing we do know is you don't want to be 86th. So if you know any other uh, you know reasons or you know theories on where 86th came from, email me chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Let me know. I did get uh, one uh, lingering uh, poem: the green eggs and ham, or green eggs in Ukraine uh, and ham. <laughs> <laughs> some of them uh i read i read a few of them on the air it's really is really good and i appreciate people playing along this one came from uh well we'll just call it uh tea in tucson uh it's titled green eggs and ham um uh, no it's not titled anything actually to me i was just i'm titling it green eggs and ham slash ukraine and ham i don't want russia to bomb ukraine not in the snow, not in the rain. I don't want Russia to bomb us all after birthday greetings from Steven Seagal. With over 60 billion that we've spent, not to mention all the weapons that we sent, I hope Ukraine will finish this war because Armageddon is such a bore. All right? Okay. I mean, you don't start talking about peace, though. Don't do it. Uh, Elon, uh, now we're saying, uh, I know Elon was whining that he was going to cut off Starlink because he wasn't getting paid. Then he said, never mind. You know what? I'll just keep funding it. Uh, you can do what you got to do. Then we saw where the military was saying, well, we'll visit and take care of, uh, you know, we'll see if we can give Elon some money. And Elon said, I said, no. All right. I'm giving it to you. I don't want that offer. That's been rescinded. I'm just giving it to you for free. Got it? Okay. All right, so we'll see what happens with all of that. Then I got a new email uh, at chewingthefatattheblaze.com, a new kind of scam email that I hadn't received before. And I kind of like this one. It's kind of a new deal. I almost replied. <laughs> I almost believe this one. All right, it says, Hi, Chewing the Fat, all in small case letters. My name is David Smith, senior research scientist with a top pharmaceutical laboratory in the UK that is conducting bio-research under the auspices of European Union Agency for development of broad-spectrum antiviral vaccines. The company I work for is seeking suppliers of herbal oil extract that is a raw material for a precursor substance key to the research program. 
I am mindful that my subject is likely unrelated to your regular field of business endeavor, but there is absolutely no doubt that you will find it a high profit oriented business venture. Well then, okay, let's, uh, let's see, let's read on. During the course of my research on the herbal oil extract, I came upon a source for an excellent grade of the material, and given that the terms of my employment at the pharmaceutical company precludes me from engaging in any activity to profit from the company, I'll see... Gosh darn it, that stinks. So then he, he continues, uh, rather than turn over the information to the company at no benefit, right? I mean, you don't want to do that. I opted to look for an outsider who to give the vital information I've got to read this. I opted to look for an outsider who to give the vital information enabling him procure the material cheaply direct from the producing source and then supply it to the pharmaceutical company at a wide profit margin with a commission to me. Wow, that's a it's a long sentence. I opted to look for an outsider who to give the vital information enabling him procure the material cheaply direct from the producing source and then supply it to the pharmaceutical company at a wide profit margin with a commission to me. Wow. I mean, I get it, but okay. <laughs> I will gladly provide you with specific figures if my offer appeals to you. Sincerely. David Smith, Research and Development Department, Torrent Laboratory and Pharmaceuticals Limited, UK. David, I, you almost, you almost had me. And I'm sure that it would be a high profit oriented business venture for someone, just not me. <laughs> So I see where Oprah has uh, sold some property in Montecito. And I thought originally when I saw the story, I thought, wow, is she trying to get away from the royals now? Has she had enough of them? <laughs> so she broke up one of her properties into two parcels and sold them. One to Jennifer Aniston for $14.8 And then one to her property manager and trainer, Bob Green, picked up uh, one of the cottages for like 2.3 million she threw him a bone said yeah you know i'll tell you i break it up you can have the you can have the dump for 2.3 million and i'll sell the other man the other place the farmhouse to uh, jennifer aniston for 14.8 million dollars now the reason i say i thought she was trying to get away from the royals because this place is beautiful right i mean uh You've got, and you know, of course, you know, Harry and Meghan and Ellen and Rob Lowe, they all bought pads out there in Montecito. And the stories were that Harry and Meghan are looking to get out, right? We, so we don't know. We just know that that's the story. They're trying to get out. So when I saw this, I thought, oh my gosh, Oprah's trying to get away from the royals. <laughs> no, uh, that's not true. Uh, Jennifer bought this place, four bedroom three and a half bath, a Tuscan style farmhouse sits on 1.3 acres and was just one part of Winfrey's property. Oh, okay. And that's the other half she gave to the other part. She gave to her property manager, trainer, Bob Green, right? That is 4,320 square feet. Uh, all right. So, okay, fine. I mean, whatever. Now I will say, and she made a profit, of course, 
you know, she bought the estate, I don't know, a year or so ago for $10 million. Now she's walking away. She broke it in two. She's walking away with a $6 million profit. Good for her. Now, she still owns property in Montecito. Yes. Uh, apparently that's next door to this place. Uh, she acquired that place back in 2012. That is 66 acres and features a 20,000 square foot mansion that she's referred to as the promised land. So she's not trying to get away from Montecito. My mistake. Sorry. Did you, maybe you didn't. There was two dads, uh, busted for this road rage incident in Florida in Nassau County. That's North, Northern Florida. It's North, North of Jacksonville. And uh, these two dingleberries are in a road rage uh, episode. And they've got their kids in the car. Okay? So now they've both been arrested uh, for, you know, attempted murder. Uh, They ended up shooting each other's kids in this road rage incident. It's just horrific. So apparently at some point during the counter, one of them was driving a Dodge Ram. And the other one was driving uh, the Nissan. And they began to shout at each other and pull over. That's when the front passenger of the Nissan put her hand on the window and flipped the other vehicle off with the middle finger. The one daughter is an older daughter, all right? Then someone from the Dodge Ram threw a plastic water bottle into his car. So then uh, uh, the Nissan grabs his uh, SIG 45 and fired one shot at the other truck before driving away at a high rate of speed. The bullet entered the right rear passenger door, strikes the five-year-old daughter in the leg of the of the Dodge Ram guy. All right. So then he realized his daughter's been shot. So then he races after the Nissan. He's already in a in a rage, using his Glock nine millimeter and begins firing at the at the uh, Nissan. So then three bullets strike that car. One of those bullets hits the 14-year-old in the back, causing a collapsed lung. I mean, we're lucky that no one died, right? So after the second child was shot, uh, they were spotted by a patrol car, pulled over, argued face-to-face until the deputy broke them up. They got the rescue, got the girls to the hospital, treated for the gunshot wounds. They were non-life-threatening. Very fortunate that 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 took place. And they were... uh, booked into Nassau County Jail on charges of felony attempted murder. Uh, Their acts were eminently dangerous and demonstrated a depraved mind without regard for human life. Uh, Yeah, hello. Now, both men now are out on bail. Just amazing. You know, we talk about, I joke around about road raging by myself in the car. And we see, you know, we have examples, and I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, I have seen road rage uh, incidents where uh, people are raging on the road and they're screaming by you and they're swerving in and out and they're going after one particular car. I'm guessing there's one person in the car, but we don't know that. So these two start road raging with their children in the car. Even worse. Uh, even worse. And they start firing weapons at each other. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys, I mean, holy cow. You're both lucky that your children are still alive. You're both lucky that you're still alive. I mean, that's amazing. It just, I don't know what kind of help you need. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, there's a, I don't know if there's a big meth problem uh, up there north of Jacksonville. It's possible. Perhaps these guys were, you know, a little, a little inebriated, uh, a little, a little uh, under the influence. Not inebriated, just under the influence. 
I know that I just saw a story not too long ago that uh, I believe there's a huge shortage of Adderall in the U.S. Is that what guys in northern Florida are dropping? Adderall? I don't think so. But if there's a shortage and they were doing it, I mean, they could be uh, having withdrawal symptoms. And there's nothing like uh, having withdrawal symptoms from Adderall and then road raging on a road in Florida and just shooting at each other and wounding your children. Man, that sounds like a good day, doesn't it? I mean, they're lucky that no one else got harmed. And it could be, you know, maybe it's very possible that these two men are just assholes. And that's just the way it is. That's probably what it is. So maybe if you're out on the road uh, in the future and somebody really makes you angry or you make someone else really angry, uh, don't throw a water bottle in their car. (laughs) It's just a helpful hint. Although maybe you don't do that. (laughs) Maybe you don't have your kid give the person the finger. Maybe you give them the finger. But maybe you try to de-escalate the situation just a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Look, give them the finger, honey, and throw a water bottle into that car, okay? (laughs) Maybe you don't do that. Maybe that's a good, helpful hint. This has been a public service announcement from Road Rage De-Escalation on Chewing the Fat. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.